If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it to her she is suffering from a major major loss but she is here with us the one and only miss sarah Farasia. david today is a dark day in the tlc world and you know i'm and a quote and video linked and quoted by daily mail Thousand Pound Sisters, Tammy Slayton, one half of the Thousand Pound Sisters, her husband, Caleb Willingham, suddenly passed over the weekend at age 40. Huge. Daily Mail, you know, linked one of my videos. We don't know this. We don't know any of the details. What happened? It's wild. You are to TLC what I am to Bravo. It's like, now let me tell you something. And I'm not, I'm not capitalizing on this, but I'm just saying like, because it's horrible. I mean, even I have some emotions and know what's right and wrong. But like when I was on the BBC, yes, I am making this about myself. Um, When I was on the BBC for Jerry Springer passing, when I was like, because when viral and Haish passing, you do, if you are an expert in a category, you do get calls. So for you to be in the Daily Mail because of Tammy's passing, you are the TLC expert. I am really sorry for your loss, this gentleman. Was it really overweight? Well, that's what everyone's speculating. So he met Tammy Slayton when they were in a health facility in Ohio, basically to address they both are very obese. She's lost. She was 762 pounds when she checked in. She's now under 400. She's like 300 and something. 300. There's like rumors she's like 330, 340. She's lost like almost 400 pounds. She looks great. So they met in rehab and, you know, there's a whole backstory. He supposedly found out she was going to this rehab. He felt like he had a connection with her through the television, goes there. They end up falling in love. They get married and engaged within weeks. They they only officially got married this past January. And then about a month and a half ago, the son dropped a story that the two of them had separated because Caleb was still in the health facility and gaining weight. He was not taking his, you know, health seriously. Tammy was living her new life and she has also gotten bariatric surgery. So supposedly, and and supposedly Tammy Slayton's family was encouraging her to leave him. He posted this Facebook message and says, look, if you're following me because of my wife, don't bother. We're no longer together. She's ditched me or whatever. So nobody knows the full story. I mean, he seemed actually really sweet on the TV. He really seemed sweet on Thousand Pound Sisters. Like he was madly in love with her. But it was a whirlwind romance. We don't know the causes. Um, and I am I am obsessed with Tammy and Amy Slayton. Like they are, I feel like I had this dream that I was going to go to Kentucky and interview the entire family. And it was going to be like my Diane Sawyer, you know, John and Kate plus eight launching interview. Um, and then Tammy Slayton blocked me. So um, she blocked you. She blocked you, girl. Are shattered. Yeah. So I'm not unblocked. I'm still blocked. And um, but That's anyway, bad one. thing for her. 
Yeah. That's a tough one. And, you know, listen, I don't want to make light of anyone's passing, but, you know, you sit up here on your soapbox every week, Sarah, and you are so anti the use of Manjaro and the P- the, the GLP. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah. Glutides and the Ozempics. And yet, you know, for those of us that have shed the 40 pounds or, you know, I have a bunch of patients that I've helped put on it uh, with my healthcare professional, um, you know, some of us are, say that, you know what, carrying hundreds of extra pounds around is actually unhealthy. And so, you know, you think there's all the issues with actually taking the medication. Um, there's a lot to be said about, um, and by the way, that bariatric surgery, this pen- That doesn't this, work either, this, by the way. No. You know, only- only the only thing percent. that works is fucking Manjaro and semi-glutide, okay? Someone I, the other day said, you know, you're bragging about not eating. You are disgusting. Guess what? When did I say I wasn't a disgusting person? When? Go on. Good you point. Got me, um, you, you know, got <laughs> me riled up, girl. You got me riled up, and I'm supposed to be calm, dating. Oh, I- when I'm in the hand. I just had somebody leave me a one-star review about what is your obsession with people using, you know, using Ozempic. You're you're fucking disgusting. You're, people could be saving their lives. I always say this: use it. I, wh- where have I said don't use it? Take it. I have just said all diets stemming back from Fenfen, which was a FDA-approved weight loss drug in the '90s that then ended up creating holes in certain people's hearts. You know. I just think there are going to be major consequences for this drug. And the reason we have an obesity epidemic in this country is twofold. One, it's the shit that's in our food. And Ozempic does not address that. If you're taking Ozempic, but you are still eating McDonald's, which you can do, as you know, it's just in smaller bites. You are anything. You are feeding the sugar addiction to your body, the depression, you know, addiction to your body. You are not helping your body. We have chemicals in our food in the United States that are banned in Europe, and people are not outraged about that. That's number one. Number two is the affordability of food. Don't even get me going, and I will shut up after this. Also, the healthiest foods in this country are the most expensive, which is disgusting because weight sometimes not always, is correlated with income. And it is sickening that people in this country who do not make hundreds of thousands of dollars do not have access to organic foods, although Walmart is one of the biggest distributors of organic foods, somewhat affordable, organic meats, so many hormones and shit are in our foods and we are feeding that to our children. That's one of the reasons you're obese. And the second one is it is emotional trauma, like alcoholics, like drug addicts. And you can live without alcohol and heroin. You cannot live without eating. And we do not address the fundamental trauma in our country that has happened. People are abused as kids. They have traumatic things happen to them and food becomes comfort. And instead of dealing with those feelings, which are very hard and takes years to overcome, it's not a quick fix diet. We are a country of, I want to look sexy now. I <laughs> know Okay, there you go. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm sorry. I'm being, now no, I'm being rude because, guys, everyone that's watching the videos and I'm pretending to fall asleep. I'm sorry. No, I'm moving on. This is why the people say I'm mean to you. Listen, no, I'm just a little bit upset at your girl. Your girl, you're you're the horse you back. That that Simpson. I'm mad too. What's the name over there in, in Orange County? What's the name? Is it Emily or something? There's an Emily Simpson on one of these shows. You know, so now she, listen, you know, at least she admits it. But again, I don't like, I got a problem with Emily Simpson. Like, I got something for her. I don't like this, like, 
I'm not on Ozempic, but I'm on semi-glutide. It's the same fucking thing. So she's admitting it. I still think she was being crafty and trying to make her statement. It's like, bitch, we're past that. Like, we all know what semi-glutide is now. It's the same thing. So she is admitting it. I still think that her statement, an initial statement was to try to pull the wool over people's eyes. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. And like semi-glutide is Ozempic, is Wegovy, is Manjaro. Yes, there are different fucking peptides there. This one's not there. It's all the same fucking thing. You take a goddamn needle out of your goddamn asshole and you stab your fucking self with it to lose weight. Call it whatever you want, Margaret Joseph, with your peptides you're on the fucking juice like the rest of us. Admit it like David Yontef. You- I know. I, I look, I've just uh, also what was wrong with her before? She was attractive. What was she all of 40 pounds overweight? Maybe like what was wrong with you before? Like, it's sad that she's spent all these years. She always oh, every season she looks different. It's like you're beautiful. You are gorgeous. I just I think it's sad that people just don't. Like, love who you are. Why do you have to, you know, she's like, oh, I had liposuction on my arms and now you can see my muscles and awesome. I hope it but works this world. five years. Like, you're, you were beautiful before. Like, why not just own, like, you don't have to look like Gina, who's also on it, and everybody God. else on the cast. Who? Gina? Is she on the show? Who is that? Who's that girl? Was there, was there a woman on the show named Gina? Yeah, I'm not sure about that one, girl. Um, Look what this world has come to. You know what I want to talk about? Um, this Kim and Croy is getting worse by the hour. I mean, Can you imagine being sued by Target. What a what a low that would be low for me. That'd so what? So so Kim Zolciak is sued by Target for what? Like an unpaid credit card? Yeah, twenty eight hundred dollars. The last payment was September of twenty twenty two. She hasn't been able to make one, and she's not gonna because haven't they declared bankruptcy yet? Have both of them declared? I don't know if they've officially declared, but did you see Croy too is having the, the gambling? They've officially said Croy owes us so much money. These are like two peas in a fucking pod. And by the way, the wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I first heard about Jenny Kane from all the collabs we do with Melissa Rivers and Sarah Fraser. Then I decided to check them out for myself and realized that they also make men's. I'm obsessed with their cashmere fisherman sweater that comes in such a great variety of colors and it fits me so well. And their candles, oh my God, they have a violet and a rose candle, both of which I'm obsessed with. I'm living my best life over here in the Hamptons this summer, guys. The reason I love Jenny Kane as a brand is it's so minimalist and effortless. It's so elegant, but like it doesn't seem like you're trying it. It's right up my alley. They have everything you guys might need for this summer. Flowy dresses, lightweight cotton cardigans. They have such elevated versions of your everyday basics. So listen, you too can find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. My listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code VELVET. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code VELVET. Let getting dressed be one less thing you have to worry about. 
Has anyone out there running a business ever had to fire someone? Well, I've had to fire a lot of people throughout the past four years of running this podcast, and it doesn't get easier and it's never fun. You guys might think that I enjoy firing people that work for me. I don't. And thank God I can breathe easily. And that is a thing of the past because I discovered Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. You might think I do this all alone, but I have editors, PR people, writers, marketing people, people that sell the ads. It's made my life so much easier. And with Instant Match, over 80% of employers out there get qualified candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description from the moment they sponsor a job. You can start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash velvet. Offers good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know where I saw this between the comments on YouTube and in the DMs, but this is a valid thing which someone has said to me, Croy, Kim, and Brielle. Now, I'm not saying all together. I'm not saying I'm not, look, I'm not shouting out for incest here, but independently, can't Croy open an OnlyFans and then Kim and then I guarantee you Brielle Beerman, Brielle fucking Beerman would make over $1 million on OnlyFans a year. And I think Croy would clean house too. And Kim may not do so bad. So I'm being totally serious. Call Denise Richards. Last week, uh, two weeks ago, I told Kim that she's a broke ass version of Erica. And at least if Erica's a gold digger who is really successful at the job and that Kim needed to call Erica for advice. I think Kim, I think I was wrong. I think the whole Beerman Zolciak family needs to call Denise Richards and, and get some advice on OnlyFans and get that shit going, guys. <laughs> I think I've made Sarah speechless for a moment. I, I think it's true. I think they all should. And then, I mean, really, Kim and Croy, after their divorce is final, ought to do a hate fucking video because that would go a bananas. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think, because, you know, it's, what other options do they have? <laughs> Listen, if Kim and Croy were like, we are about to have actual disgusting hate sex. We actually hate each other and we're going to have hate sex now. And this is going to be on the OnlyFans for a high, high price. Yeah, you would make, I, would I, I guarantee you that Kim and Croy having actual hate sex on OnlyFans would bring in, I think, I don't know, 2 million maybe. I think you can pay off a lot of debts with that girl. I think so too. I, it's interesting to me why they haven't, both of them have not declared bankruptcy. Cause you know, that only takes like 10 days to do. It's pretty easy. So I'm oh, not and, sure why we're not seeing that. And let's not get into like the other stuff. Cause it's, uh, the whole 911 call. Did you listen to Kim's 911 call? No, I never did hear the, I knew of it. She, but I she called, she called 911 on Croy. I was really hoping you'd have the details. A while ago. Well, I mean, well, I, but it was like, I think he was accusing her of like trying to kidnap the children. And regardless, it's just getting ugly. Try to look that one up if you can, but I don't know. It's like, it's just getting ugly. It's just, these people are like, they're just, they're both messes, honestly. 
They're both messes. Can I say one more thing? Speaking of people. Yeah, that keep going. Are, Hold on. Okay. Keep going. Cause I want to hear it. Hold on. Let's see well, I don't know. I got the OC. What? I mean, a few weeks ago, you and I asked a question like, did Tamara save the OC? Lots of people slipped into the DMs. The majority actually said no. A couple of people said yes. I'm really conflicted. Like when I talk about Louie and Raquel that they confuse me, I'm really conflicted on this season of RHOC. To your point, first of all, the ratings that were a million are now down in the 700s. So it is back in the 700s, which when Kim says that nobody's going to be fired from RHO&J because the ratings were so big, I look at things like the OC and I'm like, wow, Kim really had a has a point because I don't know. It's like the OC to me is kind of returned to the form of what it was. Like it's kind of bringing us back to the beginning of Housewives where we're arguing over things that are not so intense but I just don't know. So like, where are you with the OC? Because I don't know if you saw, I mean, I'm pointing to this scene from like a few weeks ago or two weeks ago where like Heather and Taylor are now arguing and we're arguing over like Heather's a real actress and, and Taylor got this part and she is going to be in this Lifetime movie playing a cop. And it's just like, I mean, so this is classic housewives. Like this is what Bravo wants. They don't want arguments over bots and finstas and racism and private investigators. And they don't want Diana Jenkins and Garcelle and Rena and Margaret. And they want, this is what they want. And it is returning to the early days of the, but I mean, so do we like this old school OC or are we just so fucking God? damn bored because we as a, as an audience have evolved is it does erica jane and tom girardi and and jen shaw have they ruined the the purity of housewives and, and Teresa and luis and i mean can we just not i mean maybe we're bored of these issues i'm really on a rant what do you think girl I think um, I think people love it. I think that we are back to exactly what bravo yeah. wants i when i tune in i know exactly what to expect I like it. I don't hate it. I, I Is it my favorite television show um, right now? Nope. But I don't, Bravo doesn't want that. I think they're thrilled with 700,000. I think because after you got probably another 300,000 that DVR it. So we're probably under a million. That's like the sweet spot for them. Um, I think they're, I think they're thrilled. I think it, to your point, is it dumb? Yeah, but that's what they want. We are back to... I think also we're waiting for the return of Vicky later this season. I think it's going to be a hit. I think Vicky comes back next season because we can slowly reintegrate her. And I think we've returned to exactly what they want. Yeah. I, I think, I think I, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I think that's exactly where it needs to be. I'm still miffed. They seem like nice women. I'm still miffed that Gina and Emily are there. I just, I really am. Yeah. But, and, and the only part that I, miss is I just think you are looking I do still I'm with you I want to watch really rich people I want to watch Kathy Hilton like a lifestyle that I know nothing about that I would love to just live in for a day and you know the OC they rent a boat that you and I could rent for an afternoon I mean that to me is not really I mean, you know what I mean like we could you know we could charter for three thousand dollars you know a four-hour trip I mean yeah. Yes. Really yes, wow yes. Me. Uh, I agree with all of that. I still don't understand Emily and Gina. I will give you that. 
Dubrow has more money than God. And that to me, and I, this is why I love Heather Dubrow. Yeah. I mean, and like, listen, I, I, the thing is right. I, I turn on the OC and I'm so conflicted. And then I go to a streaming service and it's called Netflix. And I turn on season six of the one, the only selling sunset in every minute second of every episode of the entire six, six, we are six seasons in every millisecond of Selling Sunset, the smile and joy and just, I am in heaven. I am in love every fucking second. That just to me doesn't exist anymore in Housewives. It kind of does in Beverly Hills. And Selling Sunset to me is like, it's the same thing in that the people buying the homes are filthy rich. The homes are fucking filthy rich. The people were watching. I mean, okay, yeah, it's a little whatever to have a bunch of people that are size zero through size two. But I mean, the fashion, but the point is, you are just, you are not existing in the real world. You are in a complete candy coated. Every girl on that show who is an agent is a size zero to a size three. They are gorgeous. They are wearing, it's like, I have now forgotten my world's problems. And when, you know, Emily Simpson is screaming at the kids and taking her Ozempic shot off camera and renting a boat for $1,500 that we could all rent. And, and, and Gina's and, and Emma, Tamara's motorcycles breaking down on the side. These are like normal people that I am like, and to know that none of this is real, it's all scripted and produced. And so if you're going to, it's not going to be real. Just let's have a fantasy world. That's my problem with housewives nowadays. See, I- Here's the thing, though, I will sell because, you know, part of the reason I moved out here and I've said this a million times is I am pitching reality shows and and, you know, becoming a producer right now. Nothing is sold, but I will tell you, I've been in I pitched Netflix, Hulu, Paramount, lots of places. Right. There is a there is a feeling right now of people. So I think you and I are alone in this that people do not want gross extravagance anymore. They really are not networks are not buying these shows. Bling Empire, one of your faves, was canceled selling sunset i think like struck a nerve early so i think we're gonna see more selling sunset but and selling oc with the recession i don't know whether we're in one or headed for one whatever you want to call it people don't are not like i think you and i are on an island with this we want rich people I, i don't i think people are now turned off by it so you know i'd be curious what our listeners think about it but i think people are liking the oc the the obtainableness of the OC. I think that's what audiences want. I think they're finding like this. Most people are never going to fucking buy a $15 million mansion in the Hollywood Hills. So I think it's getting to the point if people are like, this is so stupid. It's so unrealistic. I don't care. And if people are to that point, if they are liking the OC, then are they liking Atlanta? Because last temperature check I took, no one's loving Atlanta. That's another bunch of regular old girls. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. I well, just Atlanta know. has gone the way of the Kardashians. It's no, it doesn't feel real anymore. It feels like we're getting from Candy what Candy wants us to see. From Candy, we're getting the kids. You know, we're setting the kids up. Marlo, for- Marlo's the most extra. Marlo's the most extra. Uh, Drew, you know, again, Drew to me is like Gina and Emily. It's like I, I don't know. Other one, Drew, and who's the other one? I know you've had her on Daniel Richards Ross. Yeah, and see. Yeah. Nothing again. Lovely. Lovely. I love staying in the real world. 
These aren't the Ninis. These aren't the Kim Zolciaks. These aren't the Bethany Frankels. These aren't the um, Carol Radiswells. They're just. I'm so excited to tell you guys about my new favorite skincare brand, Oak Essentials. I require two things in any skincare line, and this is why I love Oak Essentials. I love a high-end, luxurious product that won't break the bank. You know how our bi-weekly co-host Sarah Fraser always tells me that I'm aging in reverse? Well, this is why. Oak Essentials helps my skin kind of glow, and it hydrates my skin. They have so many great products, and I'm all in. I use their Dew Body Oil, their Moisture Rich Balm. And my absolute favorite, the Hydra Eye Balm. I use it in the morning and night, like right under and right on the sides of my eyes. And it smells so good. Just like the Moisture Rich Balm, you can use it in the day, you can use it at night, and you can buy the product separate or in a bundle. So you don't even have to think. You just get the bundle and use all the products as directed. Oak Essentials is the go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. Right now, my followers get a 15% off their first order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com, promo code VELVET. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. They, there's something, you know, The this is another inside tip in the television world. The best people to cast are the people that don't even realize how extra they are. And now we have this group of women. They've all seen the show for over a decade. So they know how to play. They're not being their authentic selves. And I think it's hard, right? Because Bravo's become bigger than life. It's It's got this amazing cult following. So how do you cast somebody that's never watched the show and is like, you know, almost clueless in how they act? It's, it's hard and, no. and don't care, you know, cause you know, all these women then care, you know, they, they care about how they people care. perceive them. They care. They don't want to be labeled this. So to me, Atlanta has just become like the Kardashian. It's almost like they're kind of victims of their own success. They, they, you know, they're marketing geniuses because like, right. The Bravo network is bigger than 700,000 people that watch. Like there is a disconnect in that the numbers on like a 90 day are huge thousand pounders. You know, I'm sorry for your loss again. That's huge. Like, it's, it's, yeah, we have BravoCon that people, I mean, are just, I mean, Sarah Fraser is going to be boots on the ground. Guys, I am, you know, hard, hard, hard pass, hard pass for David Yontef. I, I can't do it again, guys. I can't. Here's the bottom line. You guys don't need me to go, okay? If someone takes a shit the wrong way at nine o'clock, on Saturday morning, first of all, it starts Friday. If it starts at 5.30, if someone takes a shit the wrong way at 5.31, it'll be all over reality blurb and all over so we can cover it and we can get the real deal. I'll be here on my accounts, behind the scenes, getting all the real deals and Sarah Frazier will be on the ground. You don't need me there, guys. Please, I, I can't. I cannot do it. It will be the near death of me. Um, it has nothing to do with being in Vegas. I'm going to Vegas every day. You know, that's not it. I just don't want to go. Um, yeah, I just think, I don't know. I just think we have a bigger problem. Are we bored of housewives in general? You know who also? No, I don't think so. Not I, yet. You know, look, if I, I hate to be a hater, I hate to be such a hater. 
if I were running the network, I would try something new with New Jersey. And that is I would almost I would film in real time and try to turn around the edit within a couple of days. And and for the first time ever, really make it. I mean, it would be a hodgepodge, but I would make it unfold in real time because that's, I think, where we're headed. I think the lag in these people get arrested. They declare bankruptcy. They lose their homes. And then we have to wait six months to see it play out. You know, now with social media, I think it's caught up. If I were running it, I would say, let's give it a go. This could be colossal failure. And I know it's a huge gamble. And so it's hard for networks to do that because there's so much riding on it. But I'd almost say, let's just let's just give it a go and we'll shoot. And then two days later, we're putting out an episode and two days later, we're, you know, and just it's, see it's it's one a week. So you would get it. I mean, look, or one a week. Yeah. One a week. Like we're going to turn it around doable. Look, it's easier when people are sitting in a house, but I mean, let's not forget that is the big brother house with Julie Chen, where they do three episodes a week. And I mean, you are in real time editing it. Something happens on a Monday and you're seeing it on Friday. It's, it's three shows a week. It's possible. Granted sitting in a house, it's much easier to edit, but no, I mean, listen, I'm not disagreeing that that's where reality TV is. is. The problem is, as you know, this is like inside baseball all of our lives, think about our lives, right? Thank God, most days are mundane, right? Day after day, it's mundane. Thank God, right? We take our kids to school, they come home safely, you know, they have a meltdown, everybody goes to bed, it's all good, right? And that happens day after day after day. With housewives, part of the reason they have to get you, the women in the room together and, you know, be in one person's ear, they have to manufacture this because your normal life isn't that dramatic. So- I say that, but it's hard to create that. It's it's pretty hard to create that. That's why they need time. You know what I'm curious about? What, um, what is all this chitter-chatter? Rena's got a bunch of mortgages on the house over here. What do you make of this? What do you make of this? And also, you and I were saying, there, does their house look like it's gotten really dumpy? I mean, what's Honey. going on? Okay, this is the sun. The sun breaks a lot of true stories. So the Sun is reporting that Rinna and Harry have over $4 million out in mortgage against their home. And their latest mortgage for $900,000 was taken out just a few months ago. Not a lot of people are refinancing uh, their homes right now because the interest rates are bananas. So that makes me a little like, hmm. I think they did it in 2018, 2019. That makes more sense because the interest rates were so low. So it's like, why not, you know, take the equity in your home? You could, but like, what are they up to? I mean, do we have two other people again? And I don't even think two. I think, do we have one woman who is living way above her means? I mean, is that what we have here? God, Rinna did not strike me as that person at all. D- does she to you? Well, you know what it is? Here's the thing. Look, does Rinna get more of a hookup with brands than Dorit? Sure. Like, but what is, like, Rinna's clothes, I mean, what is off the runway that she gets from going to Paris Fashion Week? And what is being given to Rinna versus what she buys? Because the outfits cost a lot that the girl is wearing. So, I mean, does she have a stylist that she's renting it all and she wears it and sends it back? Or, I mean, her that's where, to me, you know, and she stays in nice hotels. And so, I mean, but that's not, I mean, she makes a salary. So, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. Listen, the house girl, girl, the house I mean, everyone, look at Sonia's a fucking mess. That that Grey Gardens from that fucking townhouse, girl, that shit is like, I mean, that's scary. What I've seen, oh my God. 
But Rina's shit, did you see these pictures of like her office? She was bragging about her office. Her office is everyone go and Google Lisa Rinna's office. I mean, really it's, like as, a it's as cluttered as the woman's brain. Do you know what I mean? It's like, have you seen, it's like a mess. And then like, it just, the whole house inside to me needs a complete redo. It is like power to them for loving their home and just existing in a nice home atmosphere. Look, I think her backyard with that view is great. It backs up, I think against Runyon Canyon, but like, yeah. It, it's like her, her, the inside of that house is a horror to me. It needs, it, that's like a teardown, girl. I'm not trying to be mean. It's a teardown. I'm trying to be nice. I'm not trying to be a troll. I'm trying to be positive. I love my Lisa Rinna. The, you know, they've owned the home for 20 years. Harry built it. I actually think Nicolette Sheridan, um, oh, she there. refused to live there. So he really moved out before returning once his relationship with Lisa Renna started. Harry built the house so that they don't have to take off their shoes, Lisa explained. I'm not sure what that means. I wanted to build um, You have to take off your shoes in this house. I think it, because you can eat off my fucking floor. I think it means like, you don't have to take <laughs> off your shoes. So like, come in, take a shit in the middle of the living room, let the dogs run all over. I think it's like a wild house. I mean, people say that's a warm home. I mean, no, thank you. I'd rather have a cold space. No, thanks. I'm not. And why you're taking out all these mortgages? I just, I mean, you're not just taking it out unless you need the money, right? I mean, let's just boil this down. Why why else would you do it? A better rate, to your point? There's no better rates these days. You're a businessman. I mean, you know, the (sighs) thing is maybe they're investing in companies. I would, that's what I'm thinking, right? Because Ken and Lisa Vanderpump have been notorious for this, right? They're what is it? Villa Rosa? Is that what their mansion's called? Yeah. I mean, they've had, haven't they done something like 15 million or something in mortgages over the years? So they're doing that to put collateral up, most likely, I'm speculating here, on restaurants and stuff like that. So are Harry and Lisa investing in things, buying other properties we don't know about? And that's why they're using, because they've owned the home over 20 years. I mean, I'm sure they own it. Well, they have mortgages now, but they probably owned it outright. It all makes me nervous. I mean, I, I would just never I be able Does to it? live like, I don't know. I don't know. I think a I lot know. of people leverage. I- is Rena broke or is this just business? I don't know. I'm not sure either. I, I, I was surprised the latest one because who the fuck is like refinancing now? I mean, the interest rates are bananas. So, but again, maybe they have so much money. They're like, We'll take this out. We want to invest in this company. We're going to make all the money back and the gamble's worth it. I, it's hard to know. I mean, maybe they're business geniuses and they're investing with Mauricio and buying a Malibu place. And I You know, know who I think is thirsty? Who? I think this Taylor Armstrong. I think she's a little thirsty, bitch. This Taylor Armstrong from the OC. R-H-O-B-H-X. She's bi- what are you talking about? She's bisexual. Yeah, she's in a five-year I'm... relationship with a woman before. Um, who was the guy that she was married to there that was Russell. such a crack job? Russell. Before Russell, five years with a woman. And she doesn't publicize it. I don't know what you're talking about, David. She doesn't publicize it, but she will fall in love with the person. So, I mean, now that Chriselle Staus is like, you know, makes headlines every day because she's married to G. And it played out on this past season of Silling Sense. Like, really? So who is this girl? Where is this girl? Can you find her, Sarah? 
I'll go call Bo Deedle and hire him to find this woman and bring her on the damn podcast. Like all of a sudden, really, is this really true? All of a sudden, 20 years into the fucking franchise, she's done hundreds of thousands of interviews. She's done interviews. She's been on this podcast for twice for two interviews. All of a sudden that you just, now that you're back on the OC, which you've tried forever to get back on housewives, like now we reveal you're bisexual. Who is this woman? This five-year, I, I would like, I'm asking, I would really like somebody to tell me who she is. I would like to speak to her. I would too. I do not see a name in the no. post story. Oh, uh, um, what a shocker. There's no name listed. Oh, so you think okay. it's made up? I mean, I, I just, yeah, I'm sorry. I do. I do. I do. Guess what? Guess what, Sarah? I'm bisexual. And I've had a relationship with a woman five years ago, too. Or for five years before. Just have right around some time. Have you ever made out with a woman at all? You haven't. I had a girlfriend in high school, bitch. And I'm still friends with her. Shout out to Jennifer Wayne. Did you guys ever, like, do anything, though? Honey, we kissed. And, we, you know, we did some other stuff. But nothing major, girl. Nothing major. <laughs> you know, I was in college. You know, I've made out with a woman too. See, honey, you probably have done more with women than well, I, I have. I have. Oh. I've been fingered too by a woman, oh, and it was fine. You, you know, it was fine. But you know, I never you know, did like, that. You know how you get the sense, like you know, you know if you're gay or straight based on experimentation, right? Don't you? I mean, you probably felt nothing. Like I love women, but I didn't feel anything. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. I feel, you know, that's why I, I'm not even going to go there because then everyone thinks I'm woke and I'm not fucking woke. And yes, I say that word as it's, if it's something bad, because everyone needs to grow. It is bad, I think so, now. Not be go so woke, fucking, go go, be, every time you and I say this, we do have a lot of people that are like, good for you. Yeah. People are way too offended. But I do think to answer your question that, you know, very soon, which is why when you hear about young children, very young transitioning or wanting to, I am all for it because I understand that it's not the same thing, but it is, you know, who you are as a gender, as a sexuality, I believe. And why are people young. transitioning back? Don't get me started. The why so, don't, let's not fight about it. The statistics are very low for transitioning back and having regret. And that is, but still, I am not woke. That's, that's the joke about this argument that you would have. I think you're probably more liberal at the end of the day than I am. So the joke of this argument is that everyone thinks I'm like some woke gay gentleman. I'm not that woke. I would own it if I was. I obviously own everything here. It's just, I think it's humorous. That's all. But let's not get on this tangent. Okay, because I got a million questions. We'll we disagree on. about that. We just One day we'll do a show where we deal with life's issues and we can fight about more than I just think people it. should always be who they are. I am not anti-trans. Be who you are. I know many trans people. I'm just saying, whatever, don't get me started. The sports thing is like a whole nother thing. Okay, go on. By the way, oh, shout out to Caitlyn Jenner. That's my girl. Um, speaking of which, you know, I just said Sonya was a mess earlier. I love this take. I mean, I agree with everything Jennifer Aiden has said recently about her running with Sonya. You? Well, I have had the exact almost to a T experience in the real world with Sonya. That's my experience with Sonya Morgan. Don't you guys come for my Sonya Rita? Um, well, what do you all expect? Jennifer Aiden basically said, look, she was a drunk mess at Andy Cohen's BravoCon. Watch what happens live, Matt. Okay, well, who expects to encounter Sonia sober? 
nobody. Come on. Like Jennifer, duh. That was, of course, going to be the experience. And then she basically says Sonia didn't care about her fans and told her publicist or the, the Bravo publicist at BravoCon, no single photos, no selfies, line them up. I don't want to do it. I don't want to see these people, <laughs> you know, and she, she didn't know who. And are we surprised that Sonia doesn't know who Jennifer Aiden is? Sonia doesn't know what day it is. Like, I mean, this was such a stupid story of Jennifer Aiden thinking that Sonia was what? Going to be totally different than who she's been for a decade on camera. Give me a break. I agree with everything you just said. First of all, the one caveat is uh, Sonia's publicist, sweetheart. She can't afford a fucking publicist. It's yes, the Bravo. She doesn't. There's no publicist. It's oh, actually, that's not true. I know there, Sonia's publicist wrote to me last year around this time. Uh, she was very upset. I said something bad about Sonia, and you t- text me like I'm gonna get. I was like, delete. Are you fucking kidding me? Like what? I'm supposed to be scared of you? Um, but it's not even a real publicist. Oh, yeah, it's like it wasn't even a real fucking publicist. I don't even want to get into it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my experience with Sonia. She's listen, you we all love our drinks, but when you have a job to do, you know, you shouldn't be drunk. And also, yeah, she's she doesn't like her fans. I've always said this that if it wasn't for Ramona, people would know more about the true Sonia Morgan. I mean, but Ramona, because everyone is so anti-Ramona and comes for her. And trust me, that bitch ain't so great either. I got a lot of issues with Ramona these days. Um, Are you going to, I mean, we, I guess we're kind of running out of time, but are you going to get into all that? I'm going to talk. Here's the thing. It's tied to, guys, I have a new update in the real world. Like my running into Melissa and Joe, I got a new little spat with Ramona in the real world off off not in on the show Ramona and I've had a moment recently I'm gonna save this for the episode that it's related to that is coming out soon Ramona is shocker not happy with me and I basically told Ramona to go fuck herself recently this is in the real world and so oh my god you have Ramona's ex-husband on no but I would love to have Mario on but I don't know if that's gonna happen anymore but Again, I cannot be silenced or pushed around. And Ramona really, really tried to strong arm me recently. And I'm going to get into that very soon. I'm not, this isn't like a teaser. I'm not being an asshole. Let's just wait till the specific episode comes out and then I'll give you the back story. I agree with you. We are going to see how crappy Lake is. I did, I guess, some incarnation. I did some impression with you recently. People have been loving that. I mean, I think we're there. I don't know what I said, but that whole thing was like, they're like, this is literally exactly how this show is going to be. You know, or it's like, Sonorita, time to go meet the boys. So you describe them like getting into a (laughs) truck, everything we know, like they're going to be getting into a truck and out in the middle of Utah and going to a campfire and Sonia's going to be drunk. They're going to, th- you did a great. And then act. they're going to meet some young boys and they're going to be like, Oh, you know, they're, they're going to meet some guys and they're going to be like, Oh, we don't want to go on a duh, Let's go on a date. And then they're going to show up. And the two guys are going to be like, Hey, we got to just stop by, you know, and see our sons. And the sons are going to be like 26 and 27 and really fucking hot. And, you know, Luann is going to be like, darling. I mean, I wasn't thinking this was going to be a good night, but uh, the evening is young and Sonia's going to be like, I don't want that father. Give me the sun, girl. Give me a margarita. Give me a vodka. 
That's exactly how it's going to go. And no, no disrespect to the best housewife in the history of housewives, the icon that is classic, Miss Countess Loanne. Icon alert. Icon. But icon. Icon. So we are, I am not shading the Countess. The Countess is everything. So all of this is to come. We've got a lot more to cover next time, girl. But wait, can we really quick, because I love a Bethany story. What yeah. was your take about Bethany? Because you obviously had the famous Bo Deedle on Behind the Velvet Rope. Bethany basically calls him a fraud. She says she hired Bo Deedle to help her in an engagement ring scam on eBay, and she solved the case. And she said that Bo Deedle wanted her to fax a bunch of information to him. And she was like, uh-uh, honey. Like, if you are using old school facts, there's no way in this fucking modern era that you can solve this. What did you think of that? Well, she has. Listen, I say it all the time. I have a very good friend. You might know her. Her name is Bethany Frankel. She's a very good friend. We have dinner together. We have lunch together. We go on vacations together. Uh, my friend Bethany knows it all. I mean, everyone thinks I know it all. I know most. I don't know it all. Bethany Frankel knows it all. So apparently, yeah, she hired famed detective Bo Deedle. And apparently um, she solved a Russian cartel diamond heist on her own. So Bethany, you know, yeah, she did not have anything good to say about Bodidal. And she said that, um, yeah, she is a better detective than him. So I guess Bethany is now going into the PI business. She should open skinny girl, private investigators. And, but she did say she does not blame Louie for investigating the cast that nothing is more toxic or, you know, more like than a housewife scorned. And she would do the same thing. And I agree. Kim and I have said this on the Patreon. I would hire Bodidal to look into all my castmates if I got chosen to be on one of these shows, plus myself. So I know everything that could come out that I've ever said or done, which will- would be a nightmare. And I would probably be canceled in three minutes. And I would say fuck off to everyone. And then I would be back. This is what I love about Miss Frankel, because like I said, every single week I tune in and I either love her or I'm irritated. But after she made the point about Louie and she said she essentially said no one lies more than housewives. These women lie to your face up and down through their teeth. And she did say if Louie did hire Bo, it's like the smartest move he could make. And he should keep a folder because they're all full of shit and he should use it against them if they come for. And I thought, no, you know, she knows the best, like. Then I kind of have a folder. I'd have a folder on everyone, literally everyone. And I would be like to my wife, Teresa, hey, bring this out next week. Bring this out. I would, I would have the folder, especially if you all had things on me and were coming and I had stuff to hide. I think it's, I don't know why people don't hire investigators more. I mean, I'm ready to hire an investigator now to, to do just. This is behind the velvet rope. I got, I got, I, there's facts I want to know here. We could talk to all these lovely well, people listening. It maybe is I'll true. Do that. Maybe I'll it do is. that in my spare time. I mean, going next level. So, you know, maybe, fun. I mean, I'm not going to take out several mortgages like Rena, but maybe I'll start hiring investigators to help the show along here and we get some information on people. It's, po- it's possible. I've stranger things I've done, stranger things I've done. I mean, I think it's I'm, smart. I think it's smart. If you're on a show like that, they're coming for you. So, I mean, it's not. Not genius. No, I would hire Bo. I mean, I don't know if he would do it. I mean, he's like, this might be way below his pay grade. He might tell me to fuck off now that we're fast friends, but that would be the first call I would make. But I'm not sure. Like, let's let's see how much it is. And Bo tells me if he investigated everyone on the cast, it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't know if I want to spend Oh, that's like way too high. No, come on. I worked with a private investigator on a story for a a podcast in DC and it was like 150 bucks an hour. Any private investigators out there listening that want to 
call me or Sarah and do some Yeah, stuff there's so many good calls. ones. I'll hook you up with the two that I had in DC. They were really good. Okay, we'll, we'll do a shout out to them on the show. That's, oh my that, God, they'd love to be worth... on. They're like great, yeah. Okay, call us if there's any PIs. Maybe we'll look into some people. Um, Where can everyone find you, girlfriend? At the Sarah Fraser Show. And you can come find me at Behind Velvet Rope and uh, advertise with us. Oh God, yeah, email me, the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com for rates. Uh, we had Brilliant Earth on last month. Join them. A lot of you guys work for amazing companies. If you're trying to reach predominantly women from the ages of 25 to 45, some of the categories that they love, beauty, food, wellness, alcohol, television shows, email the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com for rates. And guess what? If you are wondering if it's going to work, if you're going to sell products, I'll put you in touch with my client, Relief Band, because with the code VELVET, you get 20% off. Guess what? I don't have a headache today. I'm not going to bed sick tonight. No joke. I have motion sickness and I wear my relief band, which I don't have on now because I'm home. But yesterday when I went to East Hampton, guess what? I had it on because I get fucking sick in cars and it works. It truly works. It truly works. So if any of you aren't sure where this would go, I'll put you in touch with the relief band. They can tell you how many people have bought it because of me, which true, I have motion sickness. What do you want from me? I wouldn't wish that on you, Sarah, or Love my worst enemy. I wouldn't even wish it on Melissa and Joe. I wouldn't even wish motion sickness on Melissa and Joe. I don't even need, I don't even want them to have a relief band on. It's a horrible thing to have this motion sickness. It really is, honestly. Oh God, no, it's awful. I've heard that from people. It's the worst. You go to bed with a headache if you don't wear the relief band. 12, I literally, I'm not kidding you. An Uber at 8 a.m., I'm still sick with a headache at 9 p.m. If if you get a bad one. Okay, that's all. I'm sorry for my rant. Love you. Love you. We love the rant. Bye, gorgeous. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.